0: I'd like to take just a moment and welcome our new listeners in the country of India. We're so thrilled that you found the podcast and that you're tuning in. And it's our prayer that God would touch you, that he would encourage you, and that you would be inspired and challenged to live for Christ there in the country of India. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. We pray God will bless you. Hi, and welcome to Living the Life with your host, Derry Lizenby. Today on the podcast, we'll discover simple biblical applications for living the life. And now here's your host, Derry Lizenby. welcome to the podcast. and we're so excited that you've tuned in with us today. We're excited how God is growing our podcast audience. We want to welcome a new country to the podcast today, and that's India, the country of India. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're so thrilled at how God is growing us. Uh, Just recently, we had Switzerland, the UK, and France to join in with us, and Uh, now India, and we're just thrilled at how God is growing our podcast audience. Thank you that are listening here in the States uh, for sharing uh, the podcast with your social media friends. And thank you all so, so very much for your prayers today we're going to be wrapping up this thought of storms. We've been talking about storms now for a bit and and we may eventually come back to it because we all deal with them. But we're going to be wrapping up right now today this uh, thought of storms, but we're going to be looking at it from a different perspective. Uh, in these past uh, podcasts, we've been talking about storms and how God uses these storms on us, puts us in these storms, maybe takes us through these storms. You know, We talked about how it's always a part of life that we're either uh, hearing the rumbles of a storm and we're about to go into it, or we find ourselves in the midst of the storm, or perhaps we find ourselves coming out of the storm. Man, and we're thanking God and praising God for what He did and what He's done. His goodness and mercy is with us and has followed us and pursued us and pushed us. And we're coming out of that storm, man, and we're headed headed up the mountain to celebrate. But it seems like that's what life does and how God uses that to grow us, mature us, strengthen us, challenge us, inspire us, and strengthen us in this walk so that we can continue. Uh, to go uh, through the storms of life. But today, we're going to be looking at storms from a different perspective. We're going to be looking at storms that we see other people go through, those ones that are dear to us, those ones that we love so much, those that are precious to us, and we see God taking them into a storm, or they're in the storm and struggling through the storm, or going through it greatly, well, it doesn't matter, but we watch and see how God is dealing with our dear ones through the storm. And when I think of that, I think of my dad. My dad, uh, back in the early 20s, you know, I, I could say a few decades ago, and I, I, I'm overwhelmed when I even think like that because I remember as a kid hearing my folks talk about that, something that happened 20 years ago, and I used to think, oh, my goodness, man, that's, that sounds so old and uh and there i am you know talking about things that happened two or three decades ago and uh but no a couple couple decades ago my dad had uh, come up with a cancer and uh we began to get the word out people began to pray and man we saw god do incredible they had had a plan the doctors got with them they had a plan of what they would do to attack this thing and try to head it off and try to get it out and treatments and so forth and so on but uh, with all the people praying, man, God showed up and was so precious and sweet, and He healed my dad of that cancer. It was it was pretty cool, and the doctor was kind of overwhelmed with it and uh, had to write something on the on the report, you know. So uh, he just wrote miracle. <laughs> but man, isn't it awesome that we serve a miracle God? And so uh, we were thrilled about that as well as others, and man, we celebrated and praised and glorified God through that and it was just so great well several years had went by and then all of a sudden he uh, got another report got a cancer again but it's a different kind and so uh, we began to pray about that and others did as well and, uh, but this time God didn't heal him prior to going through all the, the different things the treatments and so forth but uh, so God walked him through that and uh, did all that, you know, graciously, and uh, they removed it, and did the treatments, and it was gone, and it never showed back up. But several years later, another cancer came, and it was a different kind as well. And, you know, just in my spirit, I just felt like, you know, God is gonna do this different. And, uh, of course, we prayed. Everyone was praying. We prayed earnestly, and it just kept progressing, and I I found myself after a while seeing that this may not be taken away, and I began to get frustrated. I don't know if you've ever been there or or have gone through such a thing, maybe as you watch your folks or someone so special to you uh, go through that, but I found myself, and I'm guilty. And I'm ashamed of it, but I want to be honest and transparent and open with you to, to tell you what God showed me through that. But I, I was frustrated, and uh, I knew God knew my heart. I knew He knew my thoughts, so I, I, didn't, I didn't try to keep it from Him. Uh, I was frustrated, and, and my prayers turned into uh, responses as such, and I began to tell the Lord what I thought about it and what I thought that he should be doing about it, and why are we here again? I mean, my dad had served him all his life, saved as a little boy, a good guy, never got in trouble. Just His mama said he was the best kid. and just, But that was who he was, but then, you know, he gave up a big business, plenty of money. He would buy cars with cash, had a, well over 100 uh, work trucks scattered from the Rio Grande Valley to the East Coast, and... Plenty of money, good business, and uh, things were great. And uh, I went with him uh, s- several times to-, to purchase big items and uh, didn't pay cash, just always kept cash. Was- he didn't even charge anything, didn't need to. He had plenty of cash. And uh, so I would just speak to the Lord about what I thought about all that, how he gave all that up to serve him and to go, you know, from place to place uh, on love offerings. Uh, and if you're in ministry, you understand that. But if you're not in ministry, uh, I can tell you that it's a difficult life. You never know what you're going to be getting when you go somewhere if you get anything. And oh my goodness, I could I could tell stories on that. I may do it someday, but it's, it's just not today. It's not needed anywhere. I'm hoping to go with this. But he gave... Uh, business up successful plenty of money to buy an old bus and uh run run up and down the road in a bus and man back in the day you know they they buses weren't made like they are today it was it was a problem all the time I'm telling you like every other week that we would go out we'd have a breakdown we'd have to call somebody have to call something come get us and just oh it was but you know doing what we did then and what we do even today there's just no other way around it you got to have it and uh, people come to to me often and want to know about the bus life and you know should they get a bus and this is what I tell people I say you don't you don't want to get a bus until you have to uh, it is a difficult life dealing with the bus and everything else that goes along with it but uh, anyway so you know, I was frustrated, going back to, to, to my thought here, I was frustrated with God and I was telling him what I would be doing if I was God and what he should be doing since he is God and all he'd have to do was just speak it. He wouldn't have to stand up. He wouldn't have to get up. I mean, this is this is the God that spoke a world into existence. This is the God that hung the stars in the sky. This is the God that made everything that was made according to his word. Everything that was made, he made it. So I'm just thinking and I'm just saying to him in frustration, all you have to do is say it and that cancer has gone. But... The days went by, the weeks went by, things were getting worse, and my frustration and my attitude was horrible. And I was, man, I was just giving it to God, and I can't believe He was merciful to me. But I remember we were in Eureka Springs, and we were working in the Passion Play. Man, life was busy. We were working in the Passion Play in the daytime, working in Branson at shows during the uh, uh, different time slots. And then on Sunday we had Sunday celebration. It was a theater church that I pastored there, and so life was full. I mean, we, we we the only time we could eat a meal together was between coming home from Branson, getting ready for the night performance at the Passion Play. We would call into a restaurant who knew us well, and we would tell them we're stopping in for dinner or for you know early dinner, and uh, they would have it ready for us. They'd have it sitting on the table. And we would walk in straight to the table and begin eating. We just had a, a short window to eat a meal. And we did that, uh, and so life was full. So I was frustrated, and then uh, it came to a point where uh, we had some off time, and I remember being at a farm of a dear, dear, dear uh, friend of ours that we met. Uh, and we were staying there with them as we worked in Eureka Springs, and. Uh, it was just a beautiful season for us as far as ministry, but i tell you, I was so frustrated and angry and mad and bitter that it wasn't a good time for me spiritually, but I remember one day I was angry and I picked up the chainsaw and I began to go to an area that needed some cutting, and uh, it was a top of a mountain, and I had that chainsaw running, and I'm telling you, I had this, the trigger squeezed, I mean, it was maxed out, and I was just slinging that chainsaw, cutting down everything in my way. And uh, I I had brought my youngest son, Jonathan, if you know who he is. Uh, And if you don't, he's the lead guitar player in the band we're called. But uh, I had him with me. He was in diapers. He had just, just been walking a short time. And so I had him with me, and he was in the back of the, of the pickup truck. We had an old GMC four-wheel drive truck, and uh, it was, man, it was in mint condition. It belonged to the people that, that had the farm where we were staying. And uh, so I had that. He was in the back playing, and I was angry with God, and I was just telling him everything I was thinking. And I was slinging that chainsaw every which way, cutting down everything that would be in front of it. And all of a sudden, and, and I want you to hear me because you know, or you may not know, but some people that are listening, you know how loud, how loud a chainsaw is when it's maxed out. And I'm telling you, I had the trigger squeeze, I had my grip on that thing, and, and I was frustrated and angry, and I was slinging it, and that chainsaw was screaming. And I heard a noise over the top of the chainsaw noise, if you can imagine that. So immediately I looked toward the noise and let go of the trigger, and it was the pickup truck that Jonathan was in the back of the bed with. Well, he had crawled through the window. The back glass of that truck had one of those slide windows, and he opened that thing, and he crawled through it somehow, or it may have been open. I don't I don't know that part, but he crawled through, and when I looked over and saw it, he was standing uh, on the seat with his hands on the steering wheel like he was driving it, and man, that, that, that vehicle was—it was moving. It was going toward the uh, the drop-off of the of the mountain. It had hit a boulder. That's what had happened. It had hit a boulder, and uh, that was the noise that I heard. That as it went airborne and the back came down, the uh, all that noise of the metal made such a sound that it got my attention. And uh, so I looked, and that's what I saw. And so I'm thinking, dear God, and it's gaining speed, and it's gaining speed, and and uh, he's acting like he's driving it it was now it's kind of comical to to reflect back on it he really thought he was driving I, I guess in some way he was he was at the wheel you know act like he was steering it and uh so there was another huge boulder in front of it and he hit that thing and the truck went straight up went airborne and then At the edge of the mountain, at the drop-off, there was a bunch of debris, a bunch of saplings, and uh, oh, probably six foot, seven foot high, just uh, junk brush, just, I don't even know what it was, just brush, and there was some uh, small trees up, you know, probably 16, 18 foot tall, and that, he went over that, cutting out some of the top of those trees as the truck hit him, and then I saw that truck nosedive down and out of sight. And the, the saw I had stopped it and threw it aside back back up there uh, where I where I was as I, I ran as far as I could without getting in all the all the debris and the thorns and all that. And as I saw the truck go out of sight, I, I just froze in my place. And what was probably just a matter of some seconds, I don't know how many eight or ten maybe whatever it was,
1: but it seemed
0: like forever. It was just a silence. Just a silence of air. Just nothing. And then I heard the truck hit. And it was just an ungodly kind of a sound. And I waited for the explosion and for the fireball to come up. And neither one happened. So I ran through the debris and, and got to the edge and looked over. And the truck was nosed down in a creek bed. And oh my goodness, I, I, I was looking, I was looking, and and, and about after some seconds, I don't know how many, I saw movement as I was looking through that back glass as it was, you know, the truck was nosed down in the, the creek bed. And I saw movement, and it, I saw Jonathan in his diaper. <laughs> Ooh. And he seemed to be okay, look, but it was too far to go. So I ran back, and uh, Pam was in the bus, I grabbed her, we got in the vehicle and we took off, went out to the road, went down about a half a mile, turned down a a gravel road, went down uh, a long way down the the mountain to the bottom side over there and came in a gate and uh, drove it just as fast as I could drive in all of these areas. Came up to the truck and uh, got out and ran over to the door, opened it and grabbed him out and he seemed to be okay. He had a huge knot on his uh, rib. Uh, on his left side and had a a bloody nose. But outside of that, he looked to be okay. So man, we just thank God for that. And immediately, immediately, it was like God cleared his throat to me. And I heard his voice say, Okay, big boy, where was you when I hung the stars? Where was you when I created everything that is? I'm telling you, he got my attention, and I began to repent. Woo-hoo-hoo. I began to repent and thank God for his mercy. And God just told me that my dad, that was his son, and he's going to do what he's going to do. I learned that lesson then, and I never questioned it again. And his grace got us through. My dad was healed you know, the as some would say, the, the perfect healing, uh, he's in heaven uh, as of 2007. And uh, but I learned to trust God. Does it always make sense to us? No, it doesn't. But God was gracious that day so easily that my son could have gotten killed. In that, I'm surprised that it didn't. When I think about it, even right now, reviewing that in my thoughts. I can't believe the truck didn't explode, and it hit so hard that it warped the framing of the truck. It was, you know, it was crooked. Once it got out, the front, a lot of the front was replaced. Radiator and all that was replaced. The engine was okay, miraculously, uh, but the train, the frame was bent. So when it, when you would drive it, it was crooked. It was like the back tires were over on the side. Side, like a cartoon you know but oh my goodness i have the a part of the front uh that says gmc i i have a part of that uh in my in my shop back home and uh, it's it's hanging on the wall just as a reminder of god's mercy and his grace that he uh spared my son when i think he probably should have T- took him, but, but because of the way I was acting. But God was merciful. Who was He merciful? And He got my attention, and He spared my son. And, and so I thank God for that. But um, I, I just want to encourage you. I don't know what you're going through. You know, there's many of us were uh, in the United States, in other countries now, and I don't know what you're dealing with. I know some of these countries. Are, are very difficult to live a Christian life. It's dangerous, uh, even in some of these countries, to live and proclaim that you know Jesus and that you've been born again. We've had it easy here in the States. And, but I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with. But I can tell you this, that God is fully aware that God knows what you're going through. And He does care. And He's doing something. He's doing a work. He's going to do a work. We just have to trust Him, and you just have to trust Him. I don't know what will become of your storm or the storm that you're watching someone dear go through, but I want to encourage you to be right, to do right, not to be angry with with God, but to trust Him with, with what He's doing. Because listen, I've said this over and over and over, and I'll say it again and probably again and again. God loves you. God loves me more than anybody else can, even more than my parents can. God loves you, and God loves me more than we can even comprehend. So we must trust Him as we go through the storms. Let me break in just for a moment and say thank you for your prayers and your financial support. That is what helps keep this podcast going. I hope you will take a moment and let us know who you are and where you're from and how the podcast is encouraging you. Our mailing address is Derry Lizombie, P.O. Box 84, Kingsland, Arkansas, 71652. If you would like to send a check, we are a nonprofit organization. So make that check out to DL Ministries. And again, thanks for your prayers, your financial support, and your encouragement. Well, I, I, I know my time is up, but let me encourage you, if I may, if you're uh, watching someone, maybe a loved one or a dear, dear friend, just someone special in your life, and maybe even just someone that you've just uh, become acquainted with, but they're going through a storm, may I encourage you, don't get angry, don't get bitter, trust Trust God because God loves that person more than anybody else that's ever been created can. He loves them dearly. He gave his son. Remember that. He gave his son who knew no sin to become sin for that person, for all of us, all of his creation, everyone he loves so very much. John 3, 16, my favorite Bible verse of all time, tells us and shows us just how much he loves us. So may I encourage you, don't get better, don't get angry, and don't get frustrated, but just trust God. But but do this, pray. Pray that God would would use this storm. If If it's his will that they go through the storm, that God would use this to encourage them, to strengthen them, to grow their faith, and to do whatever his plan is that's brought them to the storm. And just pray for them and believe, pray and believe. I can't stress that enough. Pray and believe. I'm reminded of uh, when Peter was in the prison in Acts chapter 12. Read that, Acts uh, Acts chapter 12. Peter's in prison and uh, there's a group of people that met. To, to pray and the church was praying and uh, after a while after they had been praying some time a knock came at the gate knock came at the door and the Bible says that Rhoda goes out to see who it is and she's there and she recognizes the voice of Peter talking. Peter was in prison and an angel of the Lord came and woke him and loosed him of all, uh, of the chains between the guards and escorted him out of the prison and, uh, and, and through the gate. And uh, there, there is Peter uh, standing there at the gates of where the church had met to pray. And so Rhoda goes back in the house. This is really cool. Rhoda goes back into the house and tells them, Hey, let me have your attention. Quit praying for a moment. The one that we've been praying for, Peter, he is at the gate. He is here wanting to come in. And, uh, and And they all think she's mad. They all think she is crazy. Woman, you've lost it. There's no way Peter's there. Peter's in prison. Peter's in jail. He's not at the gate. Peter's in prison. And there they were praying for God to to release Peter. He's at the gate knocking to come in, and they don't believe it. They're not believing what they're praying for. So may I encourage you to pray and believe. God hears your prayer, and if we pray in his will, he will absolutely answer us. Sometimes we pray and ask for things that's not His will. Sometimes it may be a cancer. Sometimes it may be uh, financial or whatever it could be, whatever it may be. But, you know, if we pray in God's will, He's going to answer us. And He hears our prayer. So pray and believe and trust. Well, I know my time is up. Thanks so very much for joining me in this podcast. I hope you'll share it. Keep praying for us, and we love you and appreciate you so, so very, very much. God bless. Thank you for listening to Living the Life. We pray that this podcast helps you to discover simple biblical applications for living the Christian life. We hope to see you on the next episode of Living the Life.